Bush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined by the executive director of the Songwriters Association of Canada, Zoe Cunningham. And today, we're going to be diving into the celebration series, the Song of Bird North performances that the SAC puts together, specifically the upcoming Women of SAC livestream concert that is going on on April 21st, 2021. So we're going to dive a little bit into what the celebration series, what Songbird North is about, how the SAC puts these events together. Then we're going to dive into the women of SAC and who some of the incredible performers and speakers are like host Juno award-winning Sherry Ulrich, Alicia Brilla, Barbara Leica, Helen Austin, Kayla Diamond, and Liz Rodriguez. This event is full of inspiring, motivating, strong song writers. And we're going to dive into what we may hear, what we may see with the women of SAC. And then from there, we're going to dive into what exactly does the Songwriters Association of Canada do? Why is it beneficial for an artist or a songwriter to join up with the association? And oh, so much more here today on this episode of the DTP. Now that you know who our guest is. I think it's about time that we jumped into this conversation with Zoe Cunningham so we could teach you all about the Songwriters Association of Canada and this awesome concert that's coming up very soon. All right, let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. All right, Ambush, we are here with the executive director of the Songwriters Association of Canada, Zoe Cunningham, and we're going to be talking a little bit about the SAC here today, as well as the celebration series Song of Bird North, which is hosting a Women of SAC virtual concert upcoming here on April 21st, 2021. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Zoe. Thank you, Colton, for having me. Oh, it's a absolute pleasure to have someone of your uh, esteemed uh, position as well as experience here on the show. So I definitely, with this event coming up, I want to jump into this Women of SAC concert, this virtual concert that's coming up. So. When it comes to sort of selecting what to focus on with the themes, how does the SAC sort of go about planning these songbird series? And how did it, how did you sort of come together with planning this very specific women of SAC that happens to have quite a diverse range of performers and guests? Well, I mean, it's been a really long journey, in fact, and I'm going to just start with how the songwriter uh, song circle began. And it's a program that the SAC developed as a concert series in 1993. And it was originally named the Bluebird North. 
which um, is named, as you may uh, recognize, after the famous Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. And uh, if you've seen, if, if you've watched that uh, series um, that was on a few years ago about Nashville songwriters, that um, cafe played a, um, a central um, location for that series. And really, it's, a, it's an important uh, performance opportunity for songwriters to showcase their works in an audience of their peers. So not not to fans, but to other songwriters. So that's a big piece of business in Nashville. So the primary benefit of these types of songwriter circle concerts is to the actual songwriter and the performer, giving them that opportunity to showcase at a basically an industry event. And then the secondary benefit for the songwriter is this opportunity to test original works in front of a live audience. Um, and in front of an educated audience and get that feedback. So that's sort of, in a nutshell, the idea for the format of the Songbird North series. And it's a long-running series for the SAC. It's, uh, you know, been running for decades, really. And uh, we currently have two long-running Songbird North series in Toronto and Vancouver. And we have, actually, one of our hosts is uh, Vancouver-based Sherry Ulrich, who's hosted that long-running series and is stepped, you know, taken a sidestep to be the host of this Songbird North Celebration series. So what we've done is we've taken that idea of the Songbird North and the song songwriter circle or in the round concert format that was that's been established um, in in Nashville, and we we want to make it more purposefully inclusive and more representative of our membership at the SAC as well as the music creator community. Uh, in Canada. So every new Songbird North that we're presenting under this celebration series moniker is also presented in association with a cultural or community celebration commemorating an historical um, anniversary in Canada. For example, National Indigenous Peoples Day, Black History Month, International Women's Day, Asian and South Asian Heritage Month or Pride Week. So, there, you know, the list goes on um, as you as we're all familiar with these anniversaries that are that are uh, recognized uh, on, on our on a national celebration. We're also uh, connecting our celebration series to those uh, to those um, anniversaries. So when we're the the that's really the origin behind why we're presenting women at SAC in honor of Women's History Month, um, and which though that um, um, was in April, we're extending the, sorry, in the previous month, we're extending that um, into, into April. We announced the concert during um, the Women's History Month. Uh, so that's sort of how we determined um, the theme of the concert and what we're trying to establish with the celebration series. Okay. Okay. Well, one thing that I really like about what you said there is the chance to perform in front of other artists, because you always hear that it's good to have another set of ears when it comes to even being inside the studio and otherwise. And then a lot of groups take that and go out on the road. So to be able to show your performance not only from just a songwriting aspect but also how does one use a stage to their benefit is very very crucial to have that feedback and then 
Another thing that I want to say is I kind of like that you're running this Women of SAC a month later because we should be celebrating women every day. So... Exactly. I mean, I guess maybe it's a bit tongue in cheek for for the um, for half of the population. Uh, I totally agreed. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So when it comes to, say, this specific women of SAC uh, showcase here, you mentioned that Sherry Allreich is going to be hosting this performance. So when it comes to selecting this diverse and very talented group of artists, who does that? Do you have a hand in reaching out and helping with selecting and putting together these artists? Or Absolutely. The, the Songwriters Association of Canada um, is the producer of the event. So we do everything from, you know, contacting, putting together a list of, of potential performers you know, reaching out to their agents, um, coordinating availabilities, uh, doing the promotion. Uh, really, we do all of it. And, and we even when we, um, you know, we have a sponsor that might be um, capable of, of bringing artists on, we do like to keep that sort of artistic uh, decision process um, as, as a Songwriters Association of Canada, because we, we, we really are... are proud to present these performers and it it's a it's an honor for us um and at the same time it gives if it gives our songwriters an opportunity to perform and to present their works and part of what the songwriters association of canada does is to create those spaces and opportunities to uh, perform and or to collaborate and or to work creatively uh, so that's part of what we do as an association as well. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So who are, like, take us into some of the performers who the audience might get to see on this evening. I mean, I know that we're going to have the incredible Alicia Brilla amongst them, Barbara Lika. Who are some of the other faces and sounds that are going to be reaching here? Well, um, so, so there are some, uh, they're basically, we're doing a national uh, presentation. Um, Alicia Brillis uh, is notable in that I've, I've learned recently that she um, independently owns all of her rights. And um, that's, that's quite an achievement for, for a, a young female uh, songwriter. To, to all the way through to the recording releases. So Alicia Brill is really exciting for us. Um, we've, we've um, um, ever since Alicia was, uh, had, had been a SOCAN award winner, we've, we've definitely been following her um, career and she's taking really great strides. Um, I think one of the highlights for me um, is Liz Rodriguez. I know um, I've spoken with a, a bunch of people um, at the SAC and, um, you know, just the fact that we've got this um, Canadian uh, female songwriter writing with Eminem and on Celine Dion's most recent uh, album, you know, it has a number of songs, uh, c- contributing to a number of songs on that. I mean, that alone is... Um, fantastic and just you know it's it's just so interesting to 
the difference between a songwriter and an artist or a performing artist is, is, is also an element of what comes out in these Songwriter Association of Canada events is that these may not be, you know, performing artists themselves. They're strictly songwriters. They're writing for artists that can make that, take that song that, that whole, the whole way, you know? So Liz Rodriguez is writing for Celine Dion. I mean, that, that's just, to me, it's the, 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 the journey of that song is so interesting. Um, and that's really the story behind, that's the story they're going to be talking about during this performance is giving those little bits of insights that you can just barely imagine or fathom really um, as a listener or fan of Celine Dion, you would never know the origin story of that, you know, latest hit that she has, but they come from somewhere and they come from the, these songwriters. Um, Sherry Ulrich is also a really interesting um, um, it, part of this, this performance because as a host, she also performs. And um, she has a, such um, an extensive um, career as a songwriter in Canada and really is a mentor to, to all of these um, performers as well. And, and in fact, she had recommended Helen Austin as well, uh, who I believe is, is West Coast based as, uh, as a songwriter. So, you know, there, there's just a good dynamic you'll find when you're hearing in between the songs of all of these performers is their stories, the song, the story about the song, really. And sharing that in a conversation with other songwriters just brings out so much more of the, um, the detail and uh, the influence or the thought or the creative spark. Um, and why it was written at all um, about it. And, and it's just, they're just amazing stories. Wow. So not only just being able to see a performance, but to be able to be taken behind this other portion of the music industry that just really doesn't get as much shine. There's not really as much knowledge on it. So to be able to hear from such empowered and such inspiring individuals from various backgrounds really gives the opportunity for someone to maybe see that, oh, maybe I don't have to just create my own songs. Maybe I can do all of these other things too and create their own future from there. Exactly. All right. All right. So we said that this event goes down on April 21st. At what time is the event? How long is it? The events are usually these concerts with with a lineup of four performers and they're singing in this in the round format. So each performer will do a song and then basically pass the mic uh, to the next performer. Um, um, So two or three times, I'm not going to say exactly how many times they'll go through the round um and and normally you're it's an hour to two hours or they'll take a break in the middle and and come back for another round um after an intermission but because this is a streaming event and these performers are not in the same space they are performing from their own private spaces across the country um i imagine that we'll we're looking at probably a solid one and a half hour event with no break okay okay and you mention the streaming feature of this and of course you had mentioned before that this event has been running since 1993 essentially so what has it been like to adapt over this last year and 
what is it like to sort of balance and make sure that everything is happening at the right times and that this event is happening like in a cohesive manner? Yeah, no, I mean, that's it. We, we really wanted to, um, expand the celebration series, um, this past year, over this past season, we've had incredible setbacks due to COVID. We're not alone. I know everybody has had incredible setbacks due to COVID, but in particular, the live performances in Canada have been um, obliterated. Uh, that is in person. And they're not, doesn't seem as though they're coming back. There was a recent announcement in early April that would even disallow for music concerts to be streamed from venues that were abiding by all safety precautions. Uh, so that's a real challenge to get over. But particularly early in, in the pandemic, it did take a, the organization quite a while to a deal with cancellation of numerous concerts that we'd already lined up for our season. So whole seasons canceled. Um, that's a that's a that's a real real issue um and we haven't been able to reschedule those yet um but we've had uh this you know early successes as well we did a very very fantastic uh black history month celebration series in uh, february and we really really focused on production levels and production value so that the performers, although they may not be used to performing from their living room, we ensured that they had, you know, excellent sound. We ensured that their lighting was very good. We did extensive um, sound checks in advance, days in advance. We worked with a, a production technician who specialized really in online streaming and sound capture and quality there. So if a performer, or sorry, if a songwriter wasn't set up to perform as they normal they don't they don't need to be to to operate as a songwriter um we we could supply um the equipment that they might require in in you know kind of like kits and uh for for the purpose of this um so they you know we we have had some really big success with putting these events streaming them um I, I know that it's it's not going to be that easy all the time and to maintain this and the level of interest from audiences and from songwriters and creators and, and really anybody, everybody is suffering to a certain degree about uh, with with the, um, I guess they call it the, the computer fatigue or just screen fatigue. Uh, but um, and the other issue is um, ticketing these events. You can't expect to. Um, generate ticket sales at the value that you would normally for an in-person live event. But that doesn't mean to say that the cost of producing these events is not the same. So that's something that we're going to have to, we're, we're going to be very challenged with in the future, not only this Songwriters Association, but all arts and cultural um, groups that, are, that, that work in live performance. Um, there's just no way that streaming can make up for what is being lost as far as um, sustainability and, and um, revenues. But that being said, I'm, I'm going to basically challenge um, all of our audiences and all of our members and all of the people who enjoy music to um, 
really consider the value of what is available online and to pay toward tickets for stream events because you know ticket masters are going to be selling tickets and they are and they're not really lowering those too much but they might be increasing the experience online i just don't want to give up on the idea that ticket sales shouldn't be part of the streaming experience because our creators depend on these revenues and we need to support that part of our culture and our creator community not just the sac but you know sort of socially the importance of of music within that there's such a value i mean the work produced by a music creator has as much value and a price as anybody's work and this is one of the ways that music creators are paid so if we can't afford to attend a stream concert um you know that's exceptional everyone is challenged uh, financially or many people are challenged financially during the pandemic but i would argue that um there is extreme value still with these experiences that are online absolutely 100% and like you said it's definitely been something that has hurt the industry so as fans and otherwise it should only stand that we continue to support because if we want these bands to come back out on the road when that time permits we should support these bands when they're down so that they have that opportunity once the time comes and they're not just like sorry i can't afford to do her <laughs> well you know on that uh you know we we also appreciate that it's not just music creators who are struggling and and parts of you know a lot of music creators might not even be able to afford to go to a concert themselves so you know we do have this option with our with our songbird north and our celebration series that if you are an sac member you attend for free if you are a socan member you attend for free you know you have that access to this type of work that's being done into these um these presentations um it's an opportunity to become an sac member because basically for the price of a ticket we have an offer that you could become a member of the sac therefore all future tickets would be free you know for many of our events so there's some you know we're trying to add value in as much as we can and to not make the performance inaccessible to those that really would benefit from it. So it's not that if you don't pay you can't come, it's just that we we look to maybe the public and to fan, the fan base um that have that ability to support financially to do so. Um but hopefully not at the um you know making it inaccessible or, or creating a financial barrier to anyone who would want to to participate. Absolutely, absolutely. You want to be able to include everybody because there's going to be different levels of artists and fans who maybe want to partake in this. If somebody wanted to purchase a ticket and maybe at the same time join the SAC by doing so, how would one do so? Um well, the tickets are $20, but there's a $30 uh, ticket which also which is also gives allows you to register as a member. So with this $30 ticket price you become a member of the SAC. Um if you're already an SAC member then you can attend for free. So that's, you know, it's just that sort of it it reduces the the membership fee. The $30 is less than the membership fee, but it um it also gives you access to all of the events for the rest of the year as a member. 
Wow. So for $30, you not only get a cheaper membership, you get to attend this workshop, you get to attend future performances as well. What else, what other value do you get with this? What else does the SAC have to offer songwriters who maybe have yet to join? Well, the Songwriters Association is a, member, a professional songwriting association. So our members are, are songwriters. Um, we basically, it's like the power is in numbers because what we do at the SAC is we support and we advocate for creator rights, um, for, um, all aspects of a songwriter career, uh, from royalties, protecting royalties, copyright, protecting creator copyrights, um, education offering, um, basically, tiered educational uh, programming uh, for songwriters at, at all stages of their career and throughout their career. So there's sort of like an arc on the, on the educational and, and uh, professional development side of things. And, you know, really kind of the, the simplest and the most value is in the community, especially in the, in the um, songwriter community, because Working with others in collaboration is really a massive part of, of songwriting. So we really try to foster uh, our songwriting networks. We, as I mentioned earlier, we have programs where we um, actually um, create and make available the spaces for collaborations. We have a number of programs like the Pro Songworks Camp, which is a, a collaborative camp uh, a songwriting event that goes over a number of days and is in t- it's songwriting intensives. We do um, as a as a run up or as a feeder program into the professional songwriting camps. We have a mentorship intensives, which are run as day long intensive songwriting uh, collaborative training, essentially to and uh, to ensure that you can collaborate at a at a level that is makes you more effective as a as a songwriter working with others so we just really work through a lot of those things um year after year and develop those but as a you know the power in numbers piece is that we advocate we go we we're we we're not an advocacy group that's not our our priority but the um the nature of this industry is such that there's a lot of competition for the songwriting dollar, like in the music industry, there's a lot of ways to divide the the pie up, I guess, as far as what the value of music is. And songwriters, without the songwriters, there wouldn't be any pie, right? So it's really important to protect those rights of the songwriter and not have them eaten up by every other um, interest group that that can stand to make and uh, to earn off of those, those um, creative uh, pieces. Mm-hmm. No, it's, uh, it's always, uh, oh, it's, oh, thank you so very much for what you can do. Okay. Now that I have this thing, um, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and it's uh, very important and it's good that there's industries and there's associations like yourself that stand to protect 
the artist? Because as you say, there's so many factors, so many individuals who, if the song, if the songwriter isn't being protected, who's to say that at any point in that step that somebody's not going to try and take advantage of that? Yeah, exactly. So building awareness is a huge part of what we do as far as our advocacy work. So we have a newsletter. We, we, we have many, many times we'll send out a newsletter with a call to action to other creators. You know, did you know this is happening? Did you know this is happening? You know, sign up here. You know, maybe check in with, with you know, make sure that you've got these things registered at this performing rights organization and so on and so forth. So we do try to um, help pull um, people that are interested in songwriting and may not know the complexity because it is so complex. I mean, we've got a board of directors that is entirely comprised of songwriters. That's what you have to be to be on this board of directors. And they have extreme institutional knowledge and they know how complicated this is. Like it is not an easy um, undertaking to be a professional songwriter. There are so many challenges and I'm not going to get into it, but there's more now than there were 20 years ago. Um, there's just so much more that it, it may, people may, may not even attempt to be a songwriter, uh, and understand all of the areas with which they can, um, develop their profession, um, other than what maybe the latest digital streaming company is suggesting is how to make, you know, to get 10,000 hits or a million hits. So there's other ways of establishing yourself and to establishing a career as far as a revenue earning songwriter, um, that that's really what's so important because, you know, 20 years ago, it was a different story. You know, people could make a living as a songwriter. It's not so clear now that people can make a living as a songwriter. And that's what we're, that's what the pushback is from our organization. That is completely unacceptable. I 100% percent agree and if anybody watching who is an artist is a songwriter also agrees the sac just might be for you great thanks so much for uh for allowing me to share share our, our um our information about our association and this concert which we're really looking forward to there's so little to do these days it is a one more thing to say whether this fits in or not but You know, as far as the ticket price, what I like to do, and I've done a few of them, is to get a ticket to a streaming event, a concert of music that I want to hear. My TV is set up with surround sound in my living room, uh, which is just, you know, there's, I have a, I have a dining room table with an earshot. I'll invite, you know, my family to the table and we'll basically have like a dinner theater going on with great sound and um and and just enjoy the time together it's not the same as going to a restaurant it's not the same as going to a concert but i'm for the price of one ticket you know there's two adults and some others able to experience it for the price of one ticket that's that's one of the that's like a little covid concert trick (laughs) one ticket for for everyone in your house Right. Exactly. Exactly. You got to share the experience, which once again, just continues to add to the value of that 20, that $30. So you should definitely get out, support the SAC, support this concert and hey, maybe even join yourself so that they can help support you as a community. 
I want to thank you so much, Zoe Cunningham, for joining us here today on the Desert Tiger Podcast. Thank you, Colton. Take care. All right, Ambush. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Zoe Cunningham of the Songwriters Association of Canada. If this upcoming concert, this Song of Bird North series, sounds like something you'd be interested in, well, you can go ahead and find yourself tickets over at eventbrite.ca or through songwriters.ca as well. You can head to songwriters.ca too if you want to find out more about the Songwriters Association of Canada. I highly suggest doing both of these things, tuning in and becoming a member if you are a songwriter. And with that, it is now time to thank Zoe Cunningham with a final roaring DTP thank you for joining us here on today's episode of the show to take us behind this upcoming concert, behind some of what the Songwriters Association of Canada does. I want to go ahead and thank Jamie and Mackenzie from Strut Entertainment for teaming up to help make this interview oh so smooth. And I want to thank German from yourpodcasteditor.com for polishing it all off. But most, most importantly, I need to thank you, The Ambush, for enjoying this episode. If you have yet to join up with The Ambush, it's as easy as hitting subscribe on your favorite podcast listening service or app. You can also help the show grow by sharing this episode. You can give the Desert Tiger Podcast a five-star review, or you can head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com to copy yourself something to represent and support the show everywhere that you go. And now it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I say this. Go out and find your oasis, your mountaintop, the thing that makes your heart scream to its fullest capacity and glory find your roar and then let that roar out into the world and show them just how wondrous how powerful and how beautiful you and your roar are capable of being because you are all three of these things and oh so much more and until tomorrow on the DTP bye bye ambush The Desert Tiger Podcast.